This is Chris Dufault. I'm a sales agronomist for CHS Ag Services in Kirkston, Minnesota. I'm pleased to bring you this update from the Red River Farm Network. CHS Ag Services, providing solutions for your success. Wednesday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. I'm Randy Conan in studio. We'll hear reports from Don Wick, Sierra Doctor, and Whitney Pittman. Red River Farm Network farm broadcaster Don Wick is in Washington, D.C. this week and had a chance to sit down with uh, the second-ranking Republican in the U.S. Senate, South Dakota Senator John Thune. Budget resources are expected to be limited going into the Farm Bill debate. At the same time, the economics have changed in farming and ranching. South Dakota Senator John Thune said agriculture is asking for an increase in reference prices. Commodity groups, um, Farm Bureau, uh, everybody wants higher reference prices. Uh, we'll see. I mean, I think that's a, um, there's an argument. There's a very solid argument, economic argument, for why they, they should be increased. Um, but if we have, uh, you know, uh, depending on what our baseline is and if we have flat funding, then, you know, clearly we'll, to, to increase reference prices, we'll have to figure out how to pay for that someplace else in the bill. And it's all going to depend on, you know, so what kind of a funding allocation we get, and that hasn't been determined yet. In the meantime, Thune feels it is important to put together the best policy ideas. Thune is a champion of conservation issues. We asked if there is common ground with the Biden administration's focus on climate change. Well, it, it remains to be seen. They, they put a $20 billion marker into the, their so-called Inflation Reduction Act, which is anything but that, but that notwithstanding. Uh, $20 billion in, quote, conservation, uh, we assume for part of their uh, green energy agenda. But I'm hoping that some of those dollars might be available uh, to be used in strengthening some of the, the CRP uh, programs. There are a number of ideas that we came up with that based upon input we've gotten from farmers and ranchers in South Dakota about how to make the CRP program um, strengthen the incentives there. And, um, and so I'm hoping that some of the conservation money that they allocated in, the, in that particular bill might be available for uh, some conservation title uh, changes, improvements in the Farm Bill. Thune and Minnesota Senator Amy Klobuchar have reintroduced the Conservation Reserve Program Improvement Act, addressing the implementation issues from the 2018 Farm Bill. Reporting from Capitol Hill, this is Don Wick on the Red River Farm Network. Wheat farmers are in Washington, D.C. for annual meetings as well. Hallock, Minnesota farmer Eric Youngren says the Farm Bill is the top priority. As farmers, we realize the need to have a Farm Bill, but at the same time, we realize that it's a new Congress and a, a whole different atmosphere out here now and, and not real sure what will happen. It takes a long time to push these this legislation through, and, and uh, it's going to pass this year before expiration, a lot has to happen. Youngren says the U.S. export program is another priority for wheat growers. At least half of the bushels need to leave the country, and uh, our export programs are at the front of our mind right now that those would not be renewed in an extension necessarily, and, and we need to make sure that we have those programs and we get them renewed so that we can get, get our stuff off the shores and into other countries. Budget resources remain tight for the next Farm Bill. North Dakota Senator John Hoven, who's the ranking member of the Ag Appropriations Subcommittee, made that point. Well, that's why it's so important we do the best possible job we can on crop insurance and the countercyclical safety net because that reduces the need for ad hoc disaster assistance in the future. So, again, we need to make sure 
crop insurance is solid. Look for any ways we can improve it. Make sure it's adequately funded. Same thing on the countercyclical safety net. I think that'll continue to be ARC and PLC, but we need to update those reference prices so they work. We do a good job on those two, and you really reduce the need for ad hoc disaster uh, bills in the future. And regulatory issues, including waters of the United States rule, were addressed. Uh, our farmers and ranchers who are good stewards of the land, they know how to run their operations, whether it's how they manage water or anything else on their land. They're the best judge of how to do it, and we can't be putting regulations on them with all these different agendas that make it more difficult for them to do the job that they do, which is, you know, providing our country with this food, food, fuel, and fiber supply, and nobody does it better. So it's very important that all these programs are farmer-friendly, and we've got to quit with all these regulatory burden. Whitney Pittman on the Red River Farm Network. We are here in Devil's Lake. Agronomy on ice going on here today. And we've got Mark Ramsey with MR Ag Consulting. Uh, you're in the booth here. Got some, some pioneer stuff going on. Uh, tell us a little bit about what you're talking about here at Agronomy on Ice. Well, this is this is the first time I've really been down to Agronomy on Ice. And I should have been here long, long ago because this <laughs> is really a fun day. Um, we're just promoting, you know, pioneer products or whatever we can come across and visiting with a whole bunch of amazing people. It's been a great day so far. And what are some of the things you're looking forward to here in 2023? Uh, an early spring one that goes fairly quick so we can get out to enjoy summer. <laughs> Absolutely. And as far as products that you guys are talking about and excited about here? Our, 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 our soybean lineup in, in Pioneer looks really strong for the year of 23. And it looks like it continue just to keep getting stronger. All right. And uh, anything from 2022 that you guys are, you know, we're maybe hoping for uh, any issues with supply chain or anything like that that you're hoping to change here this year it actually worked out pretty well in 22 we ended up with whatever we needed and i think 23 should be better things have finally progressed where we're able to get what we need and when we want it and as far as plans here for 2023 is what people are planting that sort of thing uh, what are you seeing um about the same maybe a little bit because of rotation wise maybe some soybeans maybe not uh but i think as far as if if we end up with an early spring there'll be more corn go in um so it should be a very good year. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us here. Red River Farm Network in Devil's Lake at Agronomy on Ice. U.S. Air Force has, uh, considers the proposed Fufang corn wet milling project in Grand Forks to be a significant threat to national security. The Fufang Group is a Chinese-owned food manufacturing company that purchased 370 acres of land 12 miles east of the Grand Forks Air Force Base. The proposal generated national headlines and criticism from state and federal lawmakers about foreign ownership of farmland. Reporting agriculture's business, you're listening to the Red River Farm Network. Wednesday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. I'm here in New Orleans at the National Cattlemen's Conference, an NCBA trade show with NCBA Executive Director for Governmental Affairs, Kent Backus. Kent, let's talk a little bit about some of the policy priorities that just came out. For NCBA, one of the big focuses for us this year is going to be on the Farm Bill. Uh, you know, Farm Bill, multi-year authorization, it sets in play all of the USDA programs that are available to producers. Uh, and while we're not dependent on some of the subsidies that come in the commodity programs and for dairy and other things like that, uh, we do work uh, 
on a lot of the conservation issues, which are very important for us. We want to make sure those tools are available for our producers. And we're also very interested in, you know, some of the risk management tools that are out there, too. So as we have drought or we have other things that continue to happen, we want to make sure that our producers have access to all the tools so they can have the right business plan. But probably the biggest priority for us on a lot of these things is, is to make sure that we continue to have that foreign animal disease vaccine bank. We have to have those preparedness plans in place. We have to make sure that, that we're able to defend against, you know, uh, invasion of uh, foreign animal diseases like foot and mouth disease, which would be just utterly devastating for all of the livestock sector. Uh, so we were able to secure that in the last farm bill. We want to make sure that it continues to be there, continues to grow. Um, we're also, you know, trying to, uh, to coordinate efforts with our counterparts in Canada and Mexico because... Once it hits North America, it's going to affect all of us. But but for the farm bill specifically, we're we want to make sure that our national uh, animal vaccine uh, animal disease vaccine bank is is fully funded and uh, ready to go. Uh, we're also trying to defend against the inclusion of a livestock title. Uh, livestock titles historically have been kind of the breeding ground for uh, very uh, onerous policies that have been very restrictive and and have given uh, the government more regulatory authority, more mandates for our industry. And that's not what any of our producers want. That was NCBA Executive Director of Governmental Affairs, Ken Backus. Coverage of the National Cattlemen's Conference and NCBA trade show was made possible by Zoetis, A Country Farm Credit Services, Minnesota Beef Council, North Dakota Stockmen's Association, and North Dakota Beef Council. Brought to you by North Dakota Beef Farmers and Ranchers through the Beef Checkoff. Reporting Agriculture's Business, I'm Sierra Doctor on the Red River Farm Network. The U.S. cattle inventory totaled 89.3 million head January 1st. That's 3% last year. Beef cow numbers were down 4%, while the number of dairy cows was up slightly. The USDA survey is conducted each, uh, the semi-annual report is conducted each January and July. USDA's uh, Cattle Contracts Library is now available through the Agriculture Marketing Service webpage. The Consolidated Appropriations Act of 2022 directed the department to create that pilot project to increase transparency for cattle producers. Producers that slaughter an average of not less than 5% of the number of fed cattle slaughtered nationally during the five calendar years were required to submit information. Producers will be able to see marketing trends, practices, and upcoming volumes a little more clearly. A link to that dashboard will be available February the 6th. Soybean basis at the six regional grain elevators, followed by the Red River Farm Network, beginning to widen out here a bit for soybeans. Uh, basis bids now range from 30 to 50 under the march for February delivery. Minot and Warren have moved the soybean basis into the May contract, and New Salem's basis is based off the November contract. Spring wheat basis ranges from 20 to 55 under the March contract. Corn basis ranging from 25 to 35 under the March futures contract. You're listening to the Red River Farm Network. Welcome to Inside Agriculture on the Red River Farm Network. Nutrient Ag Solutions product manager Paul Detloff says using a starter fertilizer will get the sugar beet crop off to a fast start. That return on investment with the tons per acre as well as the sucrose per acre piece. Our, our products that we've been running a lot with would be our riser, which is a uh, nutritional product 717.3 with a micronutrient package in it. And it has a zinc ammonium acetate component to it that's uh, really different than anything else in the industry that sets it apart. 
uh, allowing that product to have that zinc available for the plant. And usually, a lot of times we'll add in a product called Accomplish, which is a biocatalyst, a biochemistry-type product that will help nutrient release in the soil. starts in the early spring when the microbes aren't active and releases those nutrients throughout the entire season. And Detloff says there's a third product to use in furrow that will help root development. Our product is called Radiate as well in furrow with the PGR. Um, getting that root and shoot development, endobuteric acid and kinetin, really liking the fact that that gets that root hair growing, gets that uh, plant to start developing and emerging, and getting that plant to get growing, uh, starting to grab those nutrients that are available from the riser and the accomplished piece. Checking markets before we leave you this afternoon. We're seeing wheat in Minneapolis March two and three quarter cents higher at nine twenty-five. July is up two cents at nine twelve and a half. Chicago March wheat down three quarters of a penny, seven sixty and a half. Kansas City March wheat five cents higher, eight eighty-three and three quarters. March corn is a penny and three quarter cents higher at six eighty-one and a half. December's up five cents at five ninety-five and three quarters. March soybeans are down seventeen and a half cents at fifteen twenty and a half. November down four and a quarter at 1359. March canola in Winnipeg is down $4.40 a metric ton, 827.50 Canadian. February live cattle down 37 cents at 158.47. April is down 80 at 162.22. The uh, March feeder cattle down $2.92 at 183.22. April is down $2.25 at 187.80. February lean hogs are down 32 cents at 74.55. The April lean hogs down two dollars and 35 cents, 84.02. Dow Jones Industrial Average is down 299 points at 33,787. Crude oil is trading down two dollars and 35 cents a barrel at 76 dollars 51 cents a barrel. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. Have a good afternoon. This is the Red River Farm Network.